You are listening to Constructing Practice, a podcast from the Graduate School of Architecture, Planning and Preservation at Columbia University in New York City. I'm Dina Malandraus. Thank you for listening. I'm Juan Herreros, professor at Columbia GSAP and principal of Studio Herreros in Madrid. In recent years, we have witnessed a series of changes that redefined the traditional practice and laid the foundation of new types of architectural offices. On November 17, 2017, we hosted the symposium Constructing Practice at Columbia GSAP in New York City. This podcast series includes the 15 films who participated in the symposium and expands the conversation to include many others to tell us how they do what they do. Today we hear from Aaron Forrest and Jasmine Bovis of Ultramodern in Providence, USA. I can start by talking a little bit about how our practice began. It wasn't really premeditated. It was kind of began incrementally. So Aaron and I were in graduate school together and we just started doing projects together, installations, objects, drawings. And then when we moved to New York and worked for other architects, we kind of continued that on weekends and in our spare time. But I would say our practice, we could really start in earnest only a few years ago when we moved out to Providence. We quit our day jobs and we started teaching and we had a kind of space and time to really sink our teeth into projects. In terms of the teachers and influences, we were in grad school together, so we actually had a lot of overlap between our teachers. And actually, we both, after grad school, went and worked for Guy Nordenson and Associates, which is a structural engineering office in New York City. And that's had a big impact on our approach to the work. So in school, we took classes with Sarah Whiting in particular, who really informed our interest in creating architecture that engages with the public and with society at large. But we also both took studios from important Spanish architects that Stan Allen, who was the dean at the time, brought into the school. So I took a studio with Iñaki Abalos and Yasmin took studios with Luis Mancia and Emilio Tuñón. And I think that their approach to architecture that was direct, but also playful at the same time has had a huge influence on our own approach to architecture. And as a result of our working with uh, the engineer, Guy Nordenson, and the a great group of people at that office. Uh, we also developed an interest in just material experimentation and seeing how we can use materials as a means of uh, pushing some of the other questions related to public social spaces in our work. And so in that sense, I think maybe an architectural tradition that might be something that we see ourselves as a part of is perhaps like the case study houses and other experiments in low-cost architecture that was available to many that came out of an interest in, in lightness and other things that were driven by material experiments. For us, the work is always a kind of dialogue between abstraction and reality. I think that the projects look kind of simple on the surface, you know, squares, circles, triangles, and so forth. But I think that for us, the abstraction is really a way of kind of reorganizing a piece of reality. What I mean by that, I think, for example, if you think of our project in Chicago, which has a kind of square plan, you know, it has that very kind of abstract, simple form, but it's its dimensions and its intentions are kind of precisely tuned to material conditions and a kind of idea about a social space. So I think that there's always, you know, the abstraction is a means of almost like a, a vessel or a container for these other interests about structure, organization, social structures. 
Yeah, and just to continue that line of thinking, you know, we've been really interested in how to push and pull at conventions surrounding the question of the boundary in architecture. So in architecture, everything is kind of set up by the systems that are available to us in terms of construction and materials and contracts and everything else. And we're interested in how can we work with very simple elements, columns, roofs in simple forms and use them to produce something that lies outside of those conventions. So by creating a kind of architecture of extended boundaries or diffused boundaries, we're interested in trying to find a way to create spaces that haven't existed before, even though we're using a very simple library of uh, materials and forms. There's a couple of projects that we've just wrapped up and are starting to get into. I think one of them, we just finished a gallery renovation here in Providence. And then we're also working on a small affordable housing project in Central Falls, Rhode Island, which is this small city just a little bit north of Providence. And that's that's an interesting project for us because I think it brings together a lot of our interests, both in mass timber, but also in thinking about how can we build very quickly and affordably, but create something that kind of serves the needs of a much greater population. And I think the new projects as we get into more uh, conventional architectural types, so away from public pavilions, or not away from them, but as we kind of add to our the types that we're working on, it's actually forced us to question some of the tenets of the public projects in the sense that lightness is not always something that is achievable in every single project like a affordable housing project, it's quite difficult. And so it's actually pushed us in a different direction in terms of questioning uh, boundaries and material systems and how they, without having to be the lightest system possible, can actually produce similar levels of flexibility and different types of organizations than what we're used to. I guess the other thing we should mention is that we were in Rome earlier this year and we did a project on, that was essentially, I guess, 3D scans of interiors of different spaces in Rome and around Italy. And I think it was an interesting project for us because I think we're a little bit mystified by how it kind of fits neatly into our practice. (laughs) But I think it's interesting because I think that it's... um, looking at these incredibly colorful and richly decorated spaces, it causes a lot of problems for us as architects or in the way we work today. And so I think rather than, I guess, trying to kind of fabricate a neat a narrative about our practice, I think we're genuinely interested in these things that also cause us problems and kind of add something different to our work. This podcast was produced by Columbia GSAP. You may also be interested in the GSAP Conversations podcast series available on iTunes. You can find more information about the school on our website at arc.columbia.edu.